Hey there, and welcome to the Box Office Watch podcast, where we keep watch on how much money movies are making and why. This is the show recapping the weekend of November 19th to the 21st, 2021. My name is Paulo, and I'm your host. Super for- fast, super short episode this week. Just to get something in the feed, uh, I'm flying out of town in a couple of hours for the long Thanksgiving holiday weekend. So we'll just go through the highlights of this week's top five and then some other milestones. Uh, first place this week domestically went to Ghostbusters Afterlife and their premiere from Sony opened to $44 million in 4,315 theaters per theater average of $10,199. That is $2 million less than the 2016 Ghostbusters remix opening of $46 million, but also at about half the production budget, $75 million versus $144 million, and it's still also post-pandemic. So I think overall, this one overall performed better even though the absolute number was a little bit less. Um, reception also seems to, reception on Rotten Tomatoes seems to be a little bit less from critics, but audiences, I think, like it a little bit more. Um, there are weird culture war stuff going there I'm not going to get into. Um, overall, though, this does beat the 30 million low ball forecast from Sony going into the weekend. So far, it has made 64 million worldwide. Fun fact, the original Ghostbusters film briefly held the big, the title of biggest opening weekend box office uh, for about seven days or so when it opened in 1989 uh, before Batman took it away the following weekend. Uh, second place goes to the Eternals in their third weekend saw a 59% drop not really not super great though it seems to be following the trend of Thor Dark World in their drops um, about 4,055 theaters uh, for 11 million dollars for the weekend per theater average of 2,734 dollars domestic total to date is 136 million with another 200 million abroad for 336 million lifetime. Third place goes to Clifford the Big Red Dog from Paramount in its second weekend, dropping 51%, a bit steep for a kid's movie, uh, to $8.1 million in 3,628 theaters, per theater average of 2239 uh, Domestic total to date is $33 million. No international numbers that I can see thus far, and I didn't get cats with the budget number here, but it seems to be enough of a success for Paramount that they've actually announced a sequel, uh, Clifford Bigger and Redder, I think that's the title, um, to come out in a couple of years. So uh, congrats to the team behind Clifford, I guess. Uh, fourth place is a new open, uh, King Richard, starring William, Will Smith, uh, about the father of v- Venus and Serena Williams, from Warner opening on HBO Max as well. Um, as a result of this day and date release, the opening was uh, was kind of you know kneecapped to be only $5.4 million in 3,302 theaters, per theater average of 1637 Plus $2.4 million abroad, puts it at $7.8 million thus far. Um, I didn't get cats with the streaming numbers here from Somber War. That said, it's not the biggest return but uh it does have a lot of oscar buzz going into it so i think uh this one you know will make up for that at the very least in the prestige if not through the box office Rounding out of the top five is Dune in week five, dropping 43% to $3.1 million in 2,467 theaters, per theater average of twelve eighty-seven, and a running domestic total of $98.3 million. Add on $268 million abroad, and it's now at $367 million worldwide, so it hit $100 million sometime this week. Um, it's notably no longer on HBO Max after the third, as the 30-day initial window has passed, and it will be returning to IMAX screens uh, either this week or next week, depending on the country, so it's definitely numbers should definitely continue to go up also worth noting that 367 million number does beat Tenet's 363 million run from last year in the middle of the pandemic which kind of shows how impressive Tenet's run is in all honesty uh, that in that in that it is still kind of an accomplishment to beat Tenet's uh, total number 
Overall, the total domestic box office is at $82 million for this week. Uh, looking at the upcoming weekend with the long Thanksgiving holiday, we've got a bunch of films opening. Uh, actually starting today, uh, the 24th, Encanto, Disney's newest animated film with music from Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, opens today, um, and that's forecasted to open to about $39.3 million for the Friday through Sunday uh, three-day box office and about 56.4 for the five-day, according to Box Office Pros. Uh, United Artists is releasing Ridley Scott's other period film for the past couple of months starring Adam Driver as well as Lady Gaga and Jared Leto, House of Gucci. Uh, box Office Pros has this at $17.4 million for the three-day, $26.9 for the five-day. And then Sony also is releasing the latest Resident Evil film, Welcome to Raccoon City, forecasted to open to just about $7.4 million for the three-day, $11.5 for the five-day. Uh, we've also got the limited releases of Oscar favorite Paul Thomas Anderson's latest film, Licorice Pizza from MGM coming out on Friday the 26th. Now, looking abroad, I did not mention yet No Time to Die's numbers, uh, but it did cross a couple of benchmarks. First, it passed uh, F9's $721 million to become the highest-grossing Hollywood film post-pandemic, with $734 million and counting. And in the UK specifically, No Time to Die crossed Avatar's £94 million total, with $94.4 million to date, with the number four highest-grossing film in the UK thus far, in lifetime. Uh, next up is Spectre at $95 million or so, so definitely should cross into there before we get into the hundred million pound mark. Uh, moving to China, I won't go into all the numbers for the individual films for the sake of time. All five films were local films, with Lake Changjin sitting at number four for the weekend. That said, there are a bunch of announcements for Hollywood China releases in the upcoming months, or non-releases as well. Uh, first, Dune and No Time to Die are already in the country, but they got a rare extension um, with Dune extending to no December 21st by an extra month and then No Time to Die to December 28th by another month as well. Um, you know, Pretty rare for a film to get that. I you know obviously Lake Changjin got one. Most films in China only run for one month total. So um, I guess you know this is uh, Dune and No Time to Die's uh, you know, lucky, lucky day. In addition, it also looks like the upcoming Matrix film, uh, Resurrections, which apparently, um, you know, the franchise has a storied history with Chinese audiences being one of the first ones to come over with the DVD piracy, and then the third Matrix film being the first day and date released in China as well as in the Western markets when it first came out in 2003. Um, Matrix 4 has been approved for release in China, no specific date yet. Now that being said, you know apparently Venom Two was cleared for release, but it looks like they have been uh, has been rescinded or you know just not going to be distributed at all for one reason or another. No reason was given, um, but speculation is that they didn't want to risk another film toppling Lake Changjing as the highest-grossing film at least within the 2021 calendar year. Um, which is this is a huge blow to Venom Two as the first one did gangbusters in China the first time around. There's also speculation that you know the the queer undertones between Venom and Eddie Brock uh, might be the reason there, though I'm not sure if that's Again, no confirmation for sure. And Spider-Man No Way Home did not get canceled, but it did get delayed. It's not no longer releasing in December. It will be coming out January 14th. Um, luckily, there's no day and date streaming to feed piracy over there. Um, but again, you know, this is definitely I, this is definitely a power play from the Chinese market at this point. Uh, in any case, I think that's all the headlines that I want to cover in this abbreviated episode. There's you know stuff about Ridley Scott complaining about millennials for the last duel and Bohemian Rhapsody's writer getting screwed over um, with you know apparently the 911 million grossing film costing 55 million to make somehow losing and being at 51 million dollars in the retro doesn't get his back end revenue share. Classic Hollywood accounting. 
I'm going to put off my what I've been watching reviews. Um, you know, I watched Ghostbusters Afterlife last week, last Friday, and then Tick Tick Boom on Saturday. Um, and you know, but I do have to wrap this up so I can upload this before uh, my flight. Um, hopefully, you know, by next week we'll have some interesting numbers for Thanksgiving, as well as you know some early indications of how No Way Home is going to be saving up with pre-sales. Mark your calendars going live on Monday the 29th, and who knows, maybe I'll catch a couple movies this this weekend as well with my family. But with that, that's a wrap for this episode. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Soon be Friday as well as a cover at boxofficewatchpodcast at gmail.com or Twitter at BOWatchPodcast. You can find our show on all the podcatcher apps, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Subscribe, leave a bunch of reviews, tell a friend. You know you know the drill. Um, support us on Patreon. Uh, links to all those in our show notes. Numbers come from thenumbers.com. Intro and outro from Kevin MacLeod at incompetent.fumercy.io. Editing production by Ninja Boy Media. Until next time, this has been the Box Office Watch Podcast. And remember, our watch goes on. Oh,